Welcome to another episode of Educational Cave. Greg Spanier and Jim Meyer here. We are going to be talking about, well, we have a few books that we've kind of discussed here, Jim, and uh, let's let's get into the books maybe, but I guess the topic is just making connections with kids and connections before you can get into your content. Definitely. Uh I think we missed last week so you know uh, again? yeah we were yeah but uh, some exciting things uh, uh got my beyond behaviors book digging into that right now i talked about some of the training that i did online and this is a book that goes with it so excited about that um read a book that's called no props no problem by mark collier we're going to spend a little more time on 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 him and some of his stuff because he's uh kind of a, a guy that now they like, yeah, this is kind of the stuff that we're doing right now with huddle up. And so he's out of Australia. So maybe, maybe we should take a trip to yeah, Australia. A field trip? We should. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. School got some money for that to send you down there. We'll have to talk to our new principal. Yeah, yeah. that would be good. Yeah. And um, also got into uh, a book called the gifts of imperfection, but uh, so some fun, some fun reading. Uh, and then over the time, uh, Jerry, Sparby, and I, with their huddle up, have met with some more schools and some more uh, principals and superintendents. So uh, got some people fired up and excited about some of that stuff. We're still trying to, you're, you're, you know, we're we're figuring out, you know, it's a, again, it's building. It's a it's a windy road, and every time you think you got it figured out, you kind of okay, got to make this a little better. But yeah, uh, anyway, good stuff. Um, okay, let's start with Brenny Brown gifts of imperfection uh, i didn't know we had this in ta- in common um i've read a lot of her stuff uh listened to her podcast if you haven't yet those are, no i those haven't are really I, good yeah yeah she she doesn't leave any i mean she's got no filter kind of she says it like it is her yeah. podcasts are good she's been doing some things with her sisters on there and oh cool um, but her podcasts are good but I, I really enjoy her her books um um very uh, to the heart and like, you know, the connection's a big deal there for her. Um, but you know, being real also. Well, I, you know, the last time we talked about like, like, Hey, let's just be honest with where we're at. And when you, when you read her book, she just lays it out there. Like, yeah, yeah I, I, I was failing at this and I wasn't yeah. very good at this and I wasn't a good parent or, you know, in her own, when I say not a good parent in her own words, you know, she just like, I, I was failing at this and I tried this. So, it's just, it's, you know, I think when we hear these true stories, it makes it more real. And then like, then we can relate to that. Like, okay, someone's being real with me here and yeah. they're not coming at me like, Oh, I got all the answers. No, like they, they've, uh, stumbled and falls along the way too on their path. So it's kind of cool when you have that. Yeah. And, and her, her stance is more of the, well, it's, it's marriage, it's, um, relationships, uh, business and parenting. I think all of those components are included in her, her books and her talks. And yeah, I, I'm, um, I'm interested, uh, in, uh, kind of going with another one of her books, but for uh, sure. after um, I, after they, I get through, I got a couple else on my list here now, yeah, but yeah, I, I'm I, definitely going to pick that up. I have some for you. Uh, um, dare, dare to be great or daring uh, something yep, like that. Yep. Um, one of her best lines I always remember from what she says is, uh, uh, you have to go through, I think she might say the shit, you have to go through it yep. to get to the other side. Yeah. You know, um, 
you know, so you're going to go through some tough stuff in life, but sometimes it get it can get better and to get to the other side. Well, and I think sometimes, you know, adversity and failure help us grow, right? Yeah. As long as we can step back and uh, learn from it and accept it. And, and uh, you know, I guess the biggest thing she's just saying is, you're not going to be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. You know, stop, don't worry about it, you know? Yeah. You know, learn and be reflective and admit mistakes so it's, it's yeah it's kind of cool. grow and get in, get better okay um uh let's talk about do you want to jump to the other book uh, yeah let's uh let's talk about mark collier at a uh, um as i was looking for some different trainings and um just a way to make myself grow i kind of ran into him and and like i had mentioned earlier he's um so he writ, wrote this book called no props no problem he's from australia and he's really into connections 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 and um, and physical activity and having fun. So, um, it just kind of really grabbed me. And, uh, it's some of the stuff that we're trying to do with, um, with the huddle up stuff here in central Minnesota. So I, it, uh, kind of just really resonated with me. So I, I just love some of the stuff that he had and some of his thoughts and, um, you know, and here we are, um, I'm still on the school email list, so I'm getting the beginning of school <laughs> uh, emails. And so it was just like, it made me stop and think like, okay, what, what would I try to do differently if I was still back in that classroom? And, um, and I think there's some messages and reminders for us because, yeah, as we get start to get ready to get back, like what is most important, you know, because it's so easy to get caught up in some of the other stuff, you know as we were just visiting with some teachers next door. So we want to make sure our room looks good. Yeah. Hey. Okay. Yeah. That's important. By the way, it's, it's right now, as we record this, it's, uh, we started about five o'clock here. Um, five o'clock on a Tuesday. Yes. Uh, August 16th. And there's four teachers in here getting ready. Yeah. In the class. Ten, 10 days before uh <laughs> teacher workshop starts. Yeah, what does that tell you? Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, but you know, it's just, um, yeah, I think it's just like, let's stop and think and let's make sure we get the important stuff in there. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think we, you know, we always think that, but we, we need those reminders. So I, yeah, there's some really cool stuff in here. Yeah. I saw a tweet the other day. It said uh, something like, um, we want everybody to come back calm and relaxed <laughs> and here's your, here's your 3000 emails. <laughs> yeah, that, that's true too. It, uh, it's, it's kind of fun to, be able to delete you some of those so like lot, oh right man now. yeah unsubscribe unsubscribe <laughs> i don't need those anymore you don't need this panic no i don't need uh you know uh the newest reading material uh you know for <laughs> yeah. online learning nope don't need that anymore. yeah I'm done. yeah, yeah I'm done good for that. you jim yeah um mark collard sorry took us on a sidetrack there. no it's good it's all connected um you know, one of the biggest things that really stuck with me is this was a comment that he had in the book. He, he said, um, and, and whether you're um, teaching, you know, leading a, uh, a group of adults or in a classroom or, you know, it could even be in an activity, a sport, you know. I know you're leading a PLC, so here's the thing. Connection before content you need to have a connection before content so um you know we need to intentionally build those relationships because if you want your group to grow be more productive 
uh, they have to be connected in some way because that's how you're going to get them to move. And I, I thought, wow, you know, we always kind of knew that, but it's like, um, and maybe the, the application of that in the classroom is, is let's slow down at the beginning of the year, you know? When you're starting the math curriculum, when you're starting reading and science, maybe we just got to go, yeah, but do I have a connection? You know, uh, you know, how much time does it take? I don't know. And what is that connection? But just think if we can get the whole group and you and I have coached and been a part of, I've been a part of teams. Um, <laughs> sometimes I, I wish I could take more credit for it as a coach. Like, oh man, they really have come together. And I've also had these teams where you just go, yeah, we're just, why are we so disjointed? And the disjointed teams are the ones, they're not as successful. You know, it's not hard to figure out, but it's just, so, but it's, I think the key word there is intentionally building those, you know? So uh, that, you know, we always have our challenge. I'm going to have it right away. Our challenge is then that at the beginning of the year, as you're planning your first couple of days, first week, month that the kids are coming in, they're like, how are you going to build uh, that connection right. and right. make sure you have it? Cause you know, having that, just think how much more productive your kids are going to be if you have that in your classroom. Yeah. Everything else falls in place. Yeah. Better, that, yeah. yeah. We, we can start that math, but there has to be some sort of fun with it. And we have to have some sort of a connection to their learning. Right. Well, because then, you know, just think if, you know, it, it goes back to that sport thing. Like when everybody's moving the same direction and all of a sudden we have the same goal and we are supporting each other, um, all of a sudden, uh, here we go. Yeah. You know, things just take off, you know? Um, and we, and we start caring about each other, you know? And, and then, cause you know, we've, you know, again, we both have had that. You think about, it, I always think that sports teams are such a good model for it. Cause just think when you have that team where, kids are happy for each other. Like, Oh, right. you had a great game. You're having a great season. You're getting a lot of accolades and they they can be happy for you. Right. Yeah. You know, and you can have those teams where like, Oh, that should have been me. You know, and it's like, it just changes the whole feeling. Plus it's just that belonging because you know what, when everybody belongs, they, they, ex I think they accept where they're at. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm a, I'm an average football player. I'm going to try to get on special teams. Yeah. I'm going to contribute to the team. That's yeah. my role. And I, I'm okay with that. You know, just so I, um, I think that's, it's just so, so important. Yeah. And sports maybe have an advantage where you come in with a common goal. You know, you don't join a sport yeah. without, you know, wanting to succeed as a team or be able to yeah. compete as a team. And, you know, we come into a math class or math group and yeah, <laughs> yeah, you don't have the same goals, but no. we have to create that uh, same, you know, path. And here's what we're going to do. This is what we're going to try to do for Yeah. Everybody. Well, and, we want everybody to get better at math, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah, I'm, this comes pretty easy to me. I can help you. Yeah. You just think if you could create that atmosphere. Yeah. Like I can help you. I can help you with that. I can figure that out. You know. You know. Then it. But the other piece of it then gets to be is, you know, are we, are we challenging kids? You know, like, uh, you know, where in math are you creating some lifelong skills? Where's the creativity? Yeah. Where's the cooperation? Yeah, yeah. You know, think about like, those works. Hey, huh? go go downtown yeah. and go ask an employer what are what are some skills that uh, that they want uh, their employers to have. Oh, I don't yeah. know. Oh, they're creative. They cooperate. You know, 
you know, so, yeah. you know, so I, I think C's. sometimes we, yeah, the four Z's, you know, we, sometimes we have to, uh, I think we forget to uh, put those into play. And believe me, I'm, I was there too. I'm not pointing the finger at anybody because that was me. Yeah. You Okay. You talked about, uh, well, we talked about William Glasser and uh, his his four needs. And you, you've already talked about three of them here. Well, I think we've talked about all of them actually. So four needs again, uh, belonging, your personal power, um, fun, freedom and, and your freedom, yeah, personal to, freedom. freedom to choose. Yeah. 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 So, so those things are all very connected. And we read about Glasser, what, 20 some years ago. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like when it popped back up in the book, I'm like, Whoa, yeah. I, uh, I think all the pages in my book on that one are yellow because they've been, uh, they've been hanging around for so long, but yeah, it was, it was cool. Yeah. And we, we work through these, these games that we have and you know, there's a purpose, you know, you want to, you want to work on trust and you have to do kind of this activity or you want to work on, you know, some challenge, you know, pushing them beyond their, you know, control or beyond their uh, comfort zone a little bit. So these things are all connected. Um, and Glasser's, thoughts on this, are, you know, they're pretty obvious, but, uh, we all have to have that need for love and belonging, being well, connected. You know, and what was so interesting is, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I talked about this beyond behaviors and I, with this Dr. M uh, Mona Delahook, and like I said, I'm reading her book. I did her training online. Um, and it's so interesting because one of the things she talks about is there's different pathways where kids are getting their kind of neurologically getting their information from. And one of them is, uh, is the comfort and safety piece. She has a different word, but here it is. It shows up in this book about games and playing and it's the same thing. He's just, and, uh, Mark says comfort and safety are hardwired or baked into our DNA and it guides every feeling, therefore our thoughts and our actions. So if we do not make sure that every kid feels comfortable and is safe in our classrooms. And you go, wow, they're, they're safe. But I, no, I, I really, I can personally go back into, I can think of a kid I had in my class last year and I did not do that. I, that I totally a hundred percent believe that that's what that kid was missing. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And we, maybe we label that behavior as disruptive or he's, cannot he or she can't make a connection to other kids and um but that yeah i i would back up and do that one totally different yeah and, and jim you're not unique you know i'm not no, i'm I, not saying you know it wasn't okay and i'm saying that at one time and we all feel that we yeah. we all feel like you know we didn't connect with that kid or we didn't make that kid feel that way yeah. like we should have and you know, sometimes we get frustrated or we get caught up in things in our own, you know, personal ways, but, um, we all feel that. So how do we recognize that in advance? You know, when is it, you know, we know it's going to happen to us again. I'm yeah, going to have you, that student again this year, probably. Yeah. No, they're, I'm gonna uh, miss, they're in every classroom, you know, how do we recognize it earlier? How do we recognize that? You know what? I have to, I have to reconnect with this guy. I have to get something fixed well, with this. And I think I mentioned this before. This is just my personal viewpoint is, um, you know, we, we have to give our permi ourselves permission to stop and, and deal with it. 
Yeah. You know what it takes? Oh, it takes time. Yeah. Math has to be set aside for a little bit of reading and you, you go, well, you can't do that. But yeah, but if you don't, that kid's not learning. That kid didn't, they're not ready to learn. Yeah. And yeah. they're, and they're disrupting the whole classroom. So like, and I'm not saying you, you just stop and you never do it, but like, let's just think about like, I think there's things we could do throughout our day to help change. You know, Dr. Mona Delahook would say, you got to change the pathway. They're on the wrong, you know, they're choosing a pathway that's not being productive. And so like, how can we, uh, get them on a different pathway? Well, we got to satisfy some need, you know, there's this need that's sitting there. So, but it was so interesting. It came back in, um, in Mark's, uh, Mark's book too. So it was just like, wow. Kind of two different, one was totally more like the psychology and this is, here's play and fun and games. So it was just interesting to me, like, mm, same message. Yeah. Yeah. I had a, I had a request to fill out a, a survey about a student teacher I had, you know, job, job application, they're doing a reference check. Uh, Chi, this was about Chi at the uh, oh, yeah, school yeah. district he's applying at right now. And uh, in my thoughts and my evaluation of him, I realized again how great he did at building relationships. Everything else kind of came together for him. You know, the discipline happened because, you know what, they he played a game with him. So, you know, maybe it was that recess or he did something that was fun or he told a story. He was great at telling stories. You know, and so he made connections with kids, you know, and I would say the majority of his discipline came because he had a relationship with them. Yeah. You know, those things fall into play. And oh, in definitely. Place when, you know, definitely. And, and you have those things in order. So it was interesting when you brought up this topic. I thought of that right away. And he, as a teacher, we need to do that. And it, it pays off. You know, this, this work we do at front, up front, these connections, these, you know, building relationships, having the fun and doing all these things before we get to the content. Yeah. Pay off. It's so worth it. Yeah. Uh, new teachers. And uh, I mean, everybody I'd recommend this book, uh, you know, the first six weeks of school again, I, yeah. I kind of live by that right away because it, it has kind of a sequence of things you should do early because you can lay the groundwork. It, you know, it gives you suggestions for games. This is a good time of year to do this or at this age level, you should do this. So first six weeks of school, yeah, it's you don't need it as much anymore. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to coming back in the classrooms. You know, <laughs> we're trying to set that up right now. So, uh, but yeah, it's a little different when it's not like, oh, got to set up a classroom physically. Yeah. What am I going to do for math? It's a little different topic, you know. But, um, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm anxious to have that, just a little different viewpoint of it, you know. And I, I get it, you know, when you're in that daily grind believe me i i get there all the time too it's just oh trying to get through trying to get through the math lesson trying to get through the reading lesson and you know some kids back there looking uh, spitballs at someone you know <laughs> like yeah, yeah i get it uh, you know what still happen in a classroom uh, yeah i think they well i don't know probably <laughs> throw something else i think those uh erasers or yeah, something yeah, yeah there's yeah, still so something there's some throwing you know, flicking or something yeah yeah well you know it's so interesting because when they cleaned out my classroom you know we have these <laughs> these cupboards you know that don't go all the way to the ceiling so i climb up there finally and oh that's where that little that 
you know, we had these little square uh, erasers for their whiteboards and <laughs> Oh, that's where that kid's eraser went two years ago up there. Oh, took it. Yeah, somebody took it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where it went. <laughs> yeah, so uh, maybe they're not throwing spitballs, but they're throwing somebody's eraser up there. And yeah, it's just like, that's kind of funny. And you, you lost pencils, markers. Uh, yeah, there was something else I found <laughs> up there too. It's like, oh, you just, uh, yeah. It was funny when I was cleaning it up. Probably wouldn't have been funny <laughs> if I had found it in classes. Yeah, how would you, you react doing? to that? Come on! But now it's like uh, you just kind of chuckle. Like, uh, yeah, the best part is I probably just ribbed that kid. Like, where's your razor? I just gave that to you. Come on! <laughs> how can you lose that? Yeah. It's got your name on yeah. it. <laughs> now they look guilty because it's up on top of the cover. Yeah. Well, there was probably the best part is there's probably some kid at my back yeah. turn just laughing because <laughs> they're probably the one who did it. Like. Oh, look at that kid's getting kind of getting chewed out over there. And I'm the one who threw it up there because I just because he probably did something to me at recess. So I'm mad at him. So yeah, good stuff. You have to remember just to laugh. <laughs> just make sure you laugh every day. All right. All right. Any other final thoughts as we wrap this up, Jim? Well, I just a couple of things here. Um, you know, one of the things that Mark brings up in his book, he talks about everybody loves in their lives in their comfort zone and to get kids and get yourself and get your class, get your group, get your team to grow. Uh, you got to get them what's called in the, uh, stretch zone. Um, but that, that requires connection. Um, and the other thing he said requires a high level of interaction. So, hmm. so just think if we want people to grow and you want your group to get better, they got to interact. So how are you going to do that? It's a good challenge. And you mentioned it before, like, well, maybe there's things we can do in math, reading, science class where we could get them more engaged and more active and conversing a little more. Yeah. So, yeah. so think yeah. about that. Yeah, we need to move away from some of these isolated things and just keep with your group. And you, like you said, build on strengths, uh, tap into a team. A teammate and like, yeah let's all get better and interact with each other more yeah okay you already gave us our task i uh, want to repeat that please um, yeah what did we all say just about uh what, what how are we going to connect you know and how are we going to keep that in the forefront um you know um, as we start the school year you know how are you going to make every kid feel welcome safe and connected um you know and i i think sometimes we we think, you know, kind of the format that we're following with their huddle up is, hey, we're saying let's let's stop three times a day and play a game for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, you know. Um, you know, I guess we haven't talked about this, but, you know, the other piece I would challenge you is, you know, uh, can you make recess a beneficial time for for kids too and in interacting? How do you make sure every kid is uh, connected on the on you know, at recess. And I know, believe me, I, I've been that person too, that teacher where you just go, oh, I just need that break, you know, but you know, connect, connect, connect. And, uh, it doesn't have to be overwhelming. It doesn't have to consume all your day, but just think, how can you periodically put that in? Plus remember, if you're not having fun, maybe it's time for you to laugh too. Right. Yep. Hey, when you're getting way down, let's go let's uh let's do something fun and let's laugh and and uh keep kids connected we all need it thank you jim 
hey until next time take care of yourself and uh yes at this time of year teachers really be intentional but also take care of yourselves that's right have fun